Hello, welcome back to the Divinely You podcast. I am your host. My name is Sarah Waggle. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, to introduce myself, I am a leadership coach. I'm a Reiki practitioner. I'm a fitness and nutrition enthusiast. I'm an accessible tech hobbyist, and I'm an artist and a crafter. And today I wanted to present my bodybuilder project. So return to the bodybuilder project series. This is going to be my personal journey, my personal story, um, just for you. So thank you so much for joining me. And, um, so I'm just going to dive in. So normally this is a peer interview, but obviously I don't have a peer to interview me. So I'll have to be my own peer. (laughs) Um, but the bodybuilder project is designed as a peer interview series. It's everyday people who took on a health and fitness or fitness and nutrition journey to build the body that serves and supports their life. And so if you go back to the beginning of the the show, you'll see several episodes of this with different people who have been on their own journey of health and wellness and fitness and nutrition um, in various capacities. It's been a really fun series to record and I'm really happy to rebirth it right now um, for you. And so I have a few other you know, guests on the back burner. Um, it's just been, you know, kind of a a thing with aligning schedules to get the recordings done. So the bodybuilder project will be ongoing. Uh, it's just been on hiatus. So, so let's go back a little bit about me. Um, and, um, so I'm currently, I'm 41 years old and I feel much better now than I did when I was 31 years old. And, um, but I'm going to go back even further and I'm going to kind of just give you a little look down memory lane with myself. Um, so I was, um, an athlete in high school. Um, I did lots of different sports. Um, my school, the way my school was set up, I was able to participate in all of the sports that my school offered. And so I did, um, So I did track and field. That was not my favorite, but it was also the fall season sport for my school. So that's what I did to kind of, you know, get myself into shape from summer um, and all of those things. And plus, like most of my friends were in sports. So we all kind of did the thing, even if we didn't really want to. Um, Then our winter season was our wrestling and cheerleading season. And so for two years, um, I did... um, cheerleading and then for one year I did wrestling and in fact was the first female to complete a wrestling season at my school Um, and so I I enjoyed wrestling Um, yes all my teammates were boys Um, I had a female coach Um, well I had a female like assistant coach Um, and the guys were completely respectful they all wanted me there they all encouraged me to be there Um, and I had a blast and yet it was really hard (laughs) Um, and then the spring sport in my school was swimming. And I did that every year. No questions asked. Every I, I love swimming. Um, it was my favorite. It was the like last sport that I completed before I graduated. And I cried because I'm like, I don't want it to be done. Um, and so, but I also, so I, got, so I did all the sports, but I also started smoking when I was 15. And um, I smoked until I was 30. No. Yeah, I was 30. 29 or 30. 
um, when I quit smoking. And so what happened after high school was that, um, you know, then sports was done and I went to college and I wanted to study phys ed in college. And this was in 1997 and technology was not what technology is now. And so the, the folks at my school, um, my college said no, because they did not know how to help somebody who had vision loss through the um, biology and kinesiology lab courses. And unfortunately, at the time, I didn't know enough of how to advocate for myself um, or how to reach out to get advocacy for myself. And so I let the fight drop there. And so I self-destructed and went down some pretty rough roads, drank a lot <laughs> through my college. Um, does my mom listen to my podcast? Cause it's going to get, you're going to get, going to get pretty deep here. <laughs> um, I drank a lot, um, throughout college. I didn't feel good a lot. Um, in fact, I really just didn't like anything about college. Um, I was fairly bored. I changed my major. Um, so I started out as a special ed with an emphasis on visually impaired and I hated it. And the director of the program hated me. And so <laughs> we parted ways. <laughs> Um, and so I got my undergrad in child development, which I loved. I loved actually working in child development. I love the kids. Um, I, I loved every minute of it. Even the two-year-olds who were, who were mean, I, I loved working with kids. I did not like the cattiness of the environment of working with kids. Um, so that's why I did not pursue working in child early or in early childhood. Um, I loved it and I actually loved early intervention, which is working with young children birth to five who have disabilities and helping their parents. That's actually one of my, my favorite parts of special ed. Um, but I didn't pursue it. Went on to graduate school, um, was still smoking, was trying to quit smoking. And you can imagine like drinking and college life. Like I was definitely not eating well. I was having a lot of emotional and mental problems. Um, I had a friend who once said I had a nervous breakdown. Um, I had a hard time processing like emotional situations. Um, and so I, that was undergrad graduate school. I cleaned up my act. I stopped drinking. Um, <laughs> um, and the guy I was dating at the time, we both were trying to quit smoking. I ultimately did. I don't think he's ever quit smoking. We are obviously no longer together. Um, and then, so I got out of grad school and went right into working a full-time job in my late twenties. And, um, this was a desk job. So I sat a lot of my day and, um, I was also in a room that had very little, you know, daylight. And I was in this, like, <laughs> just this like sterile setting with white walls and, and white floors and, and all of those things. And I noticed, um, and I was also working in a hospital setting. And so I noticed from using the soap in the hospital um, and cleaning all of the things I had to clean, especially if we'd have like a, a flu outbreak or something, you know, we'd have to use these really highly chemical cleaners to clean off equipment and all of the stuff. And I would just have the most painful skin. Um... I would have painful skin. I would like my skin would be cracked and bleeding a lot. Very painful and like really to me very disgusting because I was cracking and bleeding all the time. Um, 
and my body started to really hurt. Um, I started to have, I had been having back problems like most of my life. And when I was 25 was when I first threw my back out and I couldn't move. Um, I was terrified. Um, this was when I was in undergrad, actually. Um, I was finishing up, I was getting ready to move and I bent over and I went to stand up and I almost couldn't stand up. I went, went to bed thinking, well, I'll just go to sleep. I'm just tired because we've been doing a lot of housework and I couldn't get comfortable. I was in so much pain. I couldn't, couldn't get comfortable. And so my boyfriend was there for the weekend and I ended up taking myself to the ER and, um, I couldn't even like put my shoes on. Um, I couldn't bend over and touch my toes this was like completely unusual for me. I was somebody who was like really active and never had a problem moving. Um, and then all of a sudden I was practically debilitated. Um, so I did several months of physical therapy at that time and I thought everything was fine. And then when I was working, by the time I was working, I didn't have any more issues until I started working. Um, but I had moved into, um, I had moved, had been living with my cousin and I moved into my own apartment. And when I moved into my own apartment, I was sleeping on an air mattress and then all of a sudden my back went out again. And once again, was having a very hard time moving. Um, like I am talking when I talk about a hard time moving. So, um, I could be able to touch my toes and squat down and pick something up or, you know, move pretty fluidly. When my back goes out, I literally like have to move very gingerly and very like intentionally to not aggravate things further or yeah. Um, so my back went out again when I was working, went out another couple of times, I think while I was working. And to the point where I was like, I can't do this. I can't. And then my depression started to get really bad. Um, like I just, like everything seemed dark in my world. I like was having a really hard time with the women around me who were getting married and getting pregnant and all of that was getting to me. Um, and I was hurting a lot physically and mentally. Um, and had like, I'd have like an allergy, you know, situation. So I would like go to the drugstore and get like Claritin or, you know, Sudafed just so I could work the next day. And I'd feel like more shit than when I just had the sinus issue, you know, or I'd take the pain medication, but I'd feel like more shit than I did with just the pain. And I was taking like a Prilosec over the counter for acid reflux. This is all while I was working. Um, I was taking Prilosec over the counter for acid reflux and, um, all of the things. And I, I literally remember I just couldn't function. I mean, I literally was on autopilot, just literally in a fog going through the motions, you know, get up, put clothes on, maybe put jewelry on, maybe put makeup on if I cared to that day and go to work, you know, chugging coffee eating crappy food because <laughs> I just didn't have any energy. And then I got to the point where, um, so this was all between 20, my, the ages of like 20, uh, 
31, 26 and 31 was when all of this was happening. Um, I got to the point where I lost interest in even my social groups. So at least a couple of nights a week, I would go to either a book club or a crochet group or something like that, you know, or I would go to a, a, a vegan meetup group or whatever, like something. And I lost interest in even going to any of that. And I knew there was something wrong when I didn't want to go to crochet groups. Um, and then, so eventually I, I was like, I remember the, the moment very vividly. I was standing at my freezer, um, looking at yet another frozen burrito for the, who knows how many at the time in a row. Um, and I was like, if this is adult life, I really just don't want to live it. I was very not Okay. And I knew if I didn't leave my job, I was probably going to kill myself because I was just absolutely miserable. Um, there were obviously a lot of other things going on too that don't actually pertain to this subject. But, um, so there was a lot going on and I was like just depressed and my body hurt. Um, you know, I couldn't, I, I couldn't get it together to even go work out. I'd try, but I just didn't really feel like doing it. Um, I did quit smoking, um, a year before I left my job. Um, and then I also like became a vegan cause I was like, Oh, if I'm going to get healthy, I'm going to get super healthy. So I quit smoking, um, became a vegan, um, all of the things. And like, that was all going to just change my life. Right? No, it didn't. It, it, it made things feel a little bit better and I had more energy, but I still felt like shit. Um, and so I left my job in September of 2010, um, best decision that I've ever made, even though it was like to most people, it was the worst thing I could have done. Um, and I basically went broke. I lost my house, which was fine. Um, I let it go. Um, but the one thing I noticed about when I was vegan was how like rude I was to other people for eating meat or eating anything animal. I was always rude. Like, you know, don't you understand? Like I would just shove it in their face. Like, don't you understand what you're eating? You're eating what was once a living thing. Um, I was very, I was very rude. I was very uncompassionate towards other people. Um, you know, put a lot of friendships on the line being that way towards them. Um, and so, um, after I left my job, I moved to down, you know, downstate Illinois for a little while. And that's when I started to like realize like I didn't need to be such a horrible person to people just because they chose to eat meat. Um, and so I started to incorporate some fish and some eggs, um, just because I was in a town where I couldn't get access to the food that I, you know, had in Chicago. And, I was feeling a little bit better. I would still, my back would still act up, um, on rare occasion. Um, and what I've concluded about my back pain now is that it's when my body's processing fear, um, or it's, it's trying to process something out of my system. It usually goes to my back like last. And, uh, so that's when I, what I have concluded about that. Um, but it took me from 2011 and a lot of different elimination diets and a lot of different exercise programs and a lot of just conscious movement, 
Um, there are days when I just have to consciously think about, I need to get moving. I need to, to move. Um, and I was never interested in dancing until this year, 2020. Um, but I always did something, you know, I did some stretching, I did yoga, I did Pilates. Um, when I was doing yoga, I was, um, actually, um, getting ready to become Catholic and, I was practicing yoga and one of my Catholic friends was like, you know, if you become Catholic, you can't practice yoga anymore. This actually should have been my first clue that being Catholic was not a good idea. (laughs) Um, But so I was like, what are you talking about? What do you mean yoga? I can't practice yoga and be Catholic. Um, And apparently there are some Catholics who believe that practicing yoga is worshiping a different God. Now, I'm not saying that there are not aspects of yoga that, that, that doesn't do that. That does. I'm sure that there are aspects of yoga that do indeed worship a specific God or gods or whatever. Um, but that is not what I practice yoga for or why I practice yoga for. I practice yoga because it's movement and it's movement that my body is able to do without hurting. And that's why I do it. So, um, (laughs) so there's that. Um, I did Pilates a lot because it was gentle, but it was a lot of body weight movement, um, and strength training. So I did Pilates. Um, I've done, um, oh, what is it called? Yoga Lotties, I think, or, or Payo. That's what it is. Payo. Um, Pilates yoga. Payo. Um, my friend was teaching it at the local gym that I was working at. And so I went to a couple of her classes, um, to practice Paiyo. Um, and then I have always done a level of weight training in some way, shape or form, whether it's been lightweight weight training or heavy lifting weight training. Um, I think I happen to be a firm believer in everyone doing resistance training. Cause I think that, you know, strengthening your muscles, strengthens the joints, strengthens your body, um, you know, makes things possible. So usually I'm on some sort of regular regime of, um, of resistance training, even if I'm just doing body weight stuff or resistance band work or lifting weights at the gym. Um, you know, nutrition wise, I've played around with, with some eliminations. I've never done a full on, um, um, inflammatory elimination. Um, keto was not keto sorry vegan was probably the most extreme um, elimination that I've ever done and I liked it but I started practicing judo in 2016 and and vegan definitely went out the window um, because I liked meat again (laughs) Um, so yeah when I in 2016 I started doing judo Um, and that got me into running and triathlon and, um, I have kept up on some of the running. I've kept up on some of the triathlon, but I have not done martial arts since I left Chicago in 2019. Um, I do highly intend on doing some form of martial art. I'm not sure what there are plenty to choose from, but what I like about martial arts is it really tests your body to move in ways that you didn't think possible. Um, and I like the discipline of it. Um, so there's that. Um, so yeah, I've kind of been all over the board. Um, but currently I've practiced a lot of functional movement. I practice functional strength. 
Um, I do a daily workout in some way, shape, or form, even if it's just 10 minutes. Um, And nutritionally, I try to lean towards more protein and vegetables and good fats and less carbohydrates. Not perfect. Definitely still love my sweets. Um, And to each their own. (laughs) I have friends who are keto. I have friends who are paleo. Um, if I, if I have a friend who's vegan or vegetarian and they want to go vegan to a vegan restaurant, hell, I'll choose to go to one on my own. Cause there are some vegan restaurants in Chicago. I just happen to love. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of my journey. It's, it's been a wild ride. Um, I've been off of, so I only took antidepressants for a little bit in my early twenties. Um, I didn't like them, so I quit them. Um, and I never really went back. And now that I know about the effects of SS, what are they called? SSRs and something else. I've studied a lot with Kelly Brogan, B-R-O-G-A-N, Brogan. Um, she has a book called, um, A Mind of Your Own, um, that I've read. And I learned a lot about depression and, and depression in women, um, I still do not drink cow milk because <laughs> I I used to drink cow milk all the time and I don't drink any um, dairy milk um, these days. I eat cheese and I eat yogurt and ice cream, but I don't do cow milk. I do almond milk. Um, and the reason for that is simply um, the amount of dairy and the way some dairy are processed can trigger hormone responses in women. Um, which I contributed to why I had so many migraines um, in my younger years. I had really bad migraines. Um, Soy, I don't do soy. I don't do a lot of soy. Um, There's obviously instances where you can't avoid soy. Soy is in every processed food and by way of soy lecithin and other chemical names. Um, But so I avoid things that are outright soy. Um, part of the reason that I stopped being a vegetarian or vegan was because I started reading ingredient labels on like veggie burgers and veggie hot dogs and things like that. And it occurred to me that they were way more processed than a ground beef burger. (laughs) So, so that was, that was part of the shift back to eating meat was I wanted something that was more of a whole or natural food than ground up vegetable bits and soy um, soy fillers. Um, the thing about soy is soy is also has a hormone response in women. And, um, I just, I feel like I have enough hormonal problems as a woman that I don't need to contribute to it. Um, but I have noticed, um, I visited my mom a few years ago and she was on a kick about eating vegetarian food. And what I noticed having eaten food with her for a few days that my joints started hurting, my teeth started hurting and not in like a, I need to go to the dentist kind of way, but just my teeth started hurting. My joints were achy. My bones were achy. And I was like, Ooh. And so, and the only thing that I knew I had changed was that I had been eating more soy. Um, and sure enough, I got back to eating regular meat and I was fine. So that's, that's pretty much how I determine like what is the best things for me to eat and what's not is I eat them. And if it causes an adverse reaction, I don't eat M&Ms anymore. The last time I ate M&Ms, I had such an adverse reaction to them, like stomach ache, burning acid reflux, um, those kind of things. 
Um, those are the sort of things that I look for. I look for my body's response to the food. And if my body doesn't respond in a way that I like, I don't eat the food. So <laughs> I don't eat M&Ms anymore. Kind of sad about that. Um, but at the same time, like, I also get to choose how I want to feel. Um, and that's kind of one of the things that I work on with people who come to me about wanting to get healthy is how do you want to feel in your body? How do you want to feel in your skin? You know, like we can look at the scale and we can do the measurements, but how do you actually want to feel in your body? And what do you got to do to get to that point? Um, and sometimes that means doing stuff we don't want to do. Like it means stop eating M&Ms, even if we really like M&Ms, right? I love M&Ms, guys. Especially the peanut butter ones. Oh, those are my favorite. <clears throat> But, um, <laughs> um, you know, or, or, or taking over the counter medications, um, you know, Prilosec and, and Sudafed and Claritin and all of those things that seemingly are harmless because they're over the counter yet they cause adverse reactions in me. And it's easier for me when I have seasonal issues such as that to go for some oil, um, and use an oil blend on my chest, on my upper lip and, um, on my head to kind of loosen, um, whatever's up in there, you know, to, to calm it down. Um, same with pain. Um, I used to take a lot of ibuprofen. Um, I guess I'd rather drink alcohol than ibuprofen, um, because ibuprofen kills your liver. Um, same way alcohol kills your liver, but I'd rather drink. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so my pain replacement has been anything from CBD, uh, oils to, um, um, you know, essential oil blends that, that reduce pain or cause, you know, allow muscles to calm down and relax. Um, that kind of thing. You know, I used to take melatonin to help me sleep and I'd wake up super groggy. Um, now I use essential oil blends and I put them on my feet before I go to bed and love the smell of them and... I don't feel groggy in the morning. I get a good night's sleep. Excuse me. Um, so it's, I just kind of experimented. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who, especially recently, have been like, oh, you should go to the doctor. You probably have that, uh, the new, what is it, spondylitis. I think it's called. I might not be saying that correctly. Um, and yes, I could. I could totally go to the doctor and go through the test to find out that I have rheumatoid arthritis or um, that I have, you know, the spondylitis thing, or any number of other things. Um, but <laughs> to be honest with you, the people that I know who have gone through those diagnoses have been put through the ringer of medical testing to find out what they have, and they've had to go through different re medication regimens that didn't work, made them sick, or whatever, and I guess I just don't want to put myself through that. If you, if people choose to do that, more power to them. I'm not right. I'm not right or wronging anyone for what they choose to do. I choose no. I choose no. Um, so I have been over-the-counter drug-free uh, since December of 2018 was when I stopped taking. I was I had a tooth infection that year. And the first time that it acted up was November of 2018. And I took a lot of ibuprofen and antibiotics and I was lethargic and I was on my couch and all I could really do was get up and, you know, get some food so I could take more meds and, 
ugh, I just, I felt crappy. I actually felt myself running down, like so run down from taking so much ibuprofen. Um, and so my friend who had gotten into the business of selling some really good quality, um, CBD pain relief, um, was like, here, try this the next time your, your tooth acts up. It's like, okay. So I did put it on the outside of my jaw right next to where that tooth hurt. And then I went and got some clove oil and mixed it with water and gargled that. It's supposed to reduce tooth pain. And lo and behold, I was not lethargic. I actually was functional. I, yes, I rested a lot, but I was actually able to be up and and doing stuff around my house. And that was kind of a game changer. Like, you know, I, I I was like, oh, this is so much better. Like, it still sucks because my tooth still hurts, but I'm I'm not lethargic. I don't feel like crap. I don't feel like I'm foggy, um, and all of those things. So it's all of those reasons that like I chose to go get away from even over the counter um, pharmaceuticals. It just isn't my. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't serve me. And the whole point of this is finding the the stuff that serves and supports the the life that I want. And so. I've studied more and learning more about oils and how to use them. And I've studied more and I've tried different types of CBD, even some that have a little THC in them, not enough to get high, but just enough to, you know, do the work. Um, and, um, yeah, so it's, for me, it's all about finding the balance, finding what works and sometimes acknowledging that I need to work from my bed. Um, because I still get headaches. I still get backaches. I still, you know, have joint pain. None of that's ever actually going to go away. It's all about how I choose to be with it. Um, and so um, I just empower it. I empower my body to be what it, where it needs to be and I'll honor it. And I'm still going to do the work I love to do. Um, so, <clears throat> so yeah. So that's kind of my journey to this point. Um, you know, like I said, I do movement all the time. Um, you know, every day I try to try to do a lot of movement. I try to do squats. I try to do push-ups. I lift weights. Nutritionally, like I said, currently I try to eat more protein and vegetables than eat carbs. Um, and yeah, I'm actually going to be running a virtual 5K this Saturday um, at my gym. And uh, so I'm still doing some running. Um, not nearly as much in this current times, but that's okay. It's all gonna. It's all going to be just fine. Um, I'm still getting out there and I'm still hopping on a treadmill and doing the thing. So there's that. So, um, yeah, I think that's all I've got. Um, depression wise. Yep. Still have depression symptoms. Um, but definitely a lot less dark these days. Um, a lot more light these days. Um, I've learned to process my emotions, um, in a much more healthy way, um, you know, I've learned to just really be with my emotions and let them come out, um, so that I don't hold them in and get, you know, explosive. Um, what else? Um, I tend to show a lot of love and show a lot of, you know, happiness, happiness and excitement for friends when they get married, when they have children, um, I tend to live vicariously through my friends who get married and have children. Um, I celebrate them, um, and all of that. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a much different world. I doubt that I could have ever done this podcast even five years ago. Um, 
but certainly not 10 years ago, I would have never been able to, you know, hold it together to do this. Um, I think it would have been more of a bitch session than an actual productive podcast. (laughs) So I'm glad that the Divinely You podcast exists now. Um, so yeah, so that's my story. Uh, I, you know, I hope this resonated with you. Um, I'm no professional. I'm no expert on anything. Um, I just do my own like trial and error and self-study and reading and this and that. And one of these days I probably will do a full on elimination diet. But, um, to be honest, that one scares the hell out of me. Um, so, (laughs) um, but I, I don't eat a lot. I don't eat a lot of tomatoes. I don't eat a lot of you know, inflammatory, like fried foods and things like that. I tend to stay away from, um, but I do eat a lot of sugar. That's sort of my, my, my thing. And I'm okay with that. Um, so yeah. Um, cool. I'm trying to think if I have any resources for you. Um, I followed to learn, to learn, um, oddly enough, this is probably where bodybuilder birthed from like years ago was, Um, when I was learning how to meal prep, um, I followed a lot of bodybuilders on Instagram. And so if you look for, uh, anything that's like IF, what is it? IFBB pro, um, or NC, where are they? NCP, MPC, MPC, MPC bikini models or, or whatever competitive, um, or even like figure competitors, but specifically IFBB pro bodybuilders. Um, they, they do a lot of meal prepping. Um, now I don't follow what they do to the letter, but I do follow what they do conceptually, um, and have practiced it and honed it. And even today I was at the grocery store and I was getting the, um, protein pancake mix and my shopping assistant was like, I said, oh yeah, I'm like, I love this particular package because the mix is small enough. You can put it in a nine by 13. And she kind of looked at me funny and I was like, I just cook the whole box and then I have pancakes all week. So she just went, oh, like that's so organized. I guess I took for granted how organized my meal prepping is. Um, But I, you know, intentionally have meals prepped in advance for my week ahead. Um, And so, and I follow a lot of various sources to get that information. Um, I follow... My latest has been um, following these uh, this woman who cooks for her family of, I think, 10 or 11, um, and she cooks freezer meals for her family. Um, and I was actually looking for freezer breakfast meals and actually got a really cool idea from her. Um, and so, um, so yeah, if you, so I follow a lot of meal plan, meal prep um, stuff on Instagram and, and YouTube and whatnot. And that's where I've learned to, like, you know learned recipes or I've learned to try new things or I learned to organize it differently, um, or whatever. So, so yeah. Um, and I often follow, um, like physical therapists, um, that do YouTube channels and they do some stretching videos. Um, if I'm looking for a specific, you know, like back pain relief, stretching or whatever, um, so I kind of just use YouTube, Instagram, <laughs> Google, DuckDuckGo, <laughs> like, and then make a determination, right? Go back to my personal authority episodes. Like it's, it's, it's all like, I'll read something and I can tell in my body, like it feels legit or it feels not so legit. 
Um, I guess that's probably like the final piece of my journey thus far is I got into metaphysics uh, or metaphysical stuff. And so now I've learned like what my body is processing when it's acting up. Um, so if your digestive system's acting up, that means that mentally you're having trouble digesting or being with something. Um, back pain is usually a sign of fear or rage. Um, headaches can be any number of things. Um, but I often get a headache around the new moon. So I've learned to follow the moon cycles. Um, and that helps me not only keep track of my headaches, but sometimes my period. Um, and so, um, you know, I've learned a lot of astrology, and so I've been able to use that to figure out what's up with my body. So, um, and Reiki helps with just the metaphysical healing um, and being able to like move some energy through and energetically healing, you know, something that may be going on. So, yeah, so that's my story so far. Hope you enjoyed this. I hope you got something out of it. Um, always feel free to contact me. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, I am S-E-W coaching. Um, you can find me on my website, sarahwaggle.com. I got a lot of cool programs coming up for 2021. So go ahead and check it out. And, uh, I'll talk to you on the next episode of the Divinely You podcast. Thank you so much for listening.